This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. Joining me now, a guy who got up early Saturday last week and was uh, talking barbecue with us from Memphis, where he was at the the Super Bowl of barbecuing. His name is Carl Ruiz, and you should follow him on Twitter. You should follow him on Instagram, where his his Instagram account is Sabor Chef. And he's he's a guy that's got a couple of restaurants. He and his wife operate restaurants in New Jersey. And you may have seen him on the Food Network, et cetera. But uh, he just makes me laugh, and he teaches me stuff. So uh, I, I, he's laughing now. But you don't think I pay attention, do you? You you think no, I'm just? You do. You're smart. You're smart. You know you know how to get the nectar. Uh, you ask me very smart questions. Well, you know, I'm trying to make sure that when I bring my barbecue game or even just my cooking game that uh, it's it's a step above what everybody else is doing because, you know, we're, we're now competing this way. It seems like neighbors all compete now to see who's going to bring the best food to the barbecue. So, Carl, what, what's the easiest thing? Like, we're going over to a neighbor's on Monday. What's the easiest thing for me to make that won't take a lot of prep time that they can, I'll walk in and they'll go, what the hell did you do? Um, there's, there's, I think with barbecue, especially when you go to other people's house, um, it's great to bring non-barbecue items, um, just in case the barbecue is a complete disaster. Um, there's something, there's something else to eat. Um, you know, there's really fun stuff that you can do. Um, and very cheaply, you know, you could mix and match some stuff together. You can, uh, you know, you can buy one of those $4 roasted chickens uh, yeah. that they sell in the supermarket. Um, the supermarkets make no money on those chickens, and they're incredible. They're incredible value. So you buy one of those roasted uh, chickens. You take them apart. You know, you take all the meat off the bone. You chop them up with a little cleaver. Um, you add some fresh onions and peppers and all that. Um, and then you put a little piece of aluminum foil on the, on the grill. With a little oil, you put that together, and you have instant fajitas, and uh, they're delicious. See, I didn't even think about that. I've always wondered, how do the grocery stores make a penny on those things? Because if you buy a raw, uncooked chicken, it's 6 bucks, but if they've cooked it right. for you, it's five ninety nine. How the hell does that? It makes no well, sense. It, well, it, it makes sense for them because grocery stores are no longer in the business of, of making money on everything. They're in the business of making sure that you don't go anywhere else. So, so they want you in the door, 
and you know they'll take a hit on the roasted chicken, but then you know they'll they'll charge you thirty dollars for the conflict-free free trade uh, uh, toothpaste. <laughs> so you'll be, uh, <laughs> you know, that way you feel good about yourself. <laughs> oh, that's so, that is, you know what, it's funny because you're, you're so spot on accurate. Now, yeah. this morning I was talking to you and I, you, this, this audience obviously didn't hear it, but we were talking about the Portland situation and the two women who went to Mexico, studied and learned how to make burritos, and then they had a successful pop-up restaurant with their burrito recipes, and the local media learned about it, and suddenly the social justice warriors put them out of business by attacking them for cultural appropriation. And you're a guy of, of Cuban heritage, your wife's yeah. an Italian. You guys have right. an Italian restaurant. You cook all right. kinds of stuff. I know you're a barbecue guy. Where do the chefs stand on cultural appropriation of recipes? Well, the, our, our, the first place where we stand as chefs is we work 14 hours a day, so we don't really have a lot of time to, uh, to, for these fake issues. You know, this is from, you know, people that are in Occupy Mom's Basement movement. You know what I mean? So they have a lot of time to be outraged about stuff. We're, we're making food for people, you know? So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I trained in France and in New York, um, giant melting pots of culinary creativity. And, and we, we look as, at the world as a whole, you know, we're very global when we look at ingredients and, and we don't have those hangups, you know? Um, I believe, you know, like my, my son, my son's 11 years old. And, uh, I think one of the reasons that he is so cultured and tolerant is because of foods from around the globe. You know, the first time he ate curry, uh, he didn't even know what to make of it, but it opened a conversation with me and my son about where it comes from, who makes it and, and how to make it. And what is Fun Creek and cumin and all these sort of stuff in curry. And when he, when he met another Indian boy at 11 years old, they had something immediately to talk about. And it really, it, it, it smoothed out the differences with them and they found a common, uh, a common goal. And they, they talked about it and it made them friends, you know? So I have the complete opposite view on that. I think they, uh, you know, those girls in Portland, uh, if I can give them any advice, is they should have opened it in Montana. <laughs> That's a, it's, a, it's a good point. And maybe they will. Who knows? I would have told them just change the damn name and don't tell anybody. Because, you know, as you know, people will find good food. If, if right. somebody's making a, a really good meal or a good house specialty, the, the world will, will literally beat a path to your door. And what, what are you sure. making today? Because I know you were in the kitchen early working on some kind of crab sauce. Yeah, we have about 150 pounds of crab, and we're making an old Sicilian-style crab sauce that goes over fresh pasta. Uh, we sell about, uh, we'll sell this weekend about 100 gallons worth. Wow. So, wow. yeah, it's a, big, it's a big undertaking. You know, we're in New Jersey, so... Mm -hmm. You know, people here, you know, uh, we eat uh, we, very heartily. You know, you never know when you're going to be under indictment. So you always want to eat as much as you want here in northern Jersey. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's an entire wing in the prison in New Jersey just for former government officials, too. 
So, oh my I, God. I, I counted, Mike, I counted one day at my restaurant, three people with anklets, uh, probation <laughs> anklets on at once. <laughs> Carl, that's called federal jewelry. <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was messing with our Wi-Fi. <laughs> you know what else? It's probably got your, your restaurant on a watch list. Somewhere in Colorado, there are the, those old ladies who are monitoring all the people with the ankle, the federal jewelry, and they're going, there's three of them. There's three of them at this address in Chatham, New Jersey. We need to send an agent there. So you, oh you, you might be on a watch. So it, it's uh, Marie's Italian Specialties, the one in, in Chatham, right? In Chatham, New Jersey, yeah, and that's where I'm going to be all weekend. And it's a, it's a small little place, but we make our own cheese, we make our own sausage. Um, you know, we try not to hurt the Italian culture by doing it. My Lord, so what a crazy world we live in. You make your own cheese? We make our own fresh cheese, yeah. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's the only way to do it. You know, it's the way that we get the texture that we want. Um, and it's great quality control. You know, fresh mozzarella is... is you know, in this part of the country is, is, uh, is a staple, you know, they'll yeah, know if, if it's real or fake right away. If you don't get it right. Cause I've, I've gone to Arthur Avenue in the Bronx in New York and watched those guys make the fresh mozzarella. And you see their, their, from their forearms down is, is red. The skin is just red. Cause it's been in that hot water for decades, right. but that right. cheese is it's to die for. Now, right. now I gotta wonder yeah, a lot of those guys in Arthur Avenue, um, you know, they're they're still burning their hands. They're not thinking it through. I mean, we, we use a sous vide machine now uh, to regulate the water temperature, and uh, that way we're not we're not putting our hands in scalding water. You know, we figured it out. We use modern techniques to do old food, and it works. Well, if I'm if I'm uh, I got to get up to Chatham from Delaware because first of all, you got those tomahawk steaks for me, and I <laughs> I got well, I talked to I talked to the guy that makes them. And he said, I'll just give him a day lead and you'll have him whatever you want. So you're, don't Good. worry I'll about do that. Now, if I'm making if I'm making like a, a rack of ribs or something today and I want to everybody's saying you got to rub it with something. What's the best thing to rub on the meat in order to season it before you put it on that grill or that real slow cook smoker? So so rubs are funny, right? Um, a lot of people they lose before they even start with rubs. Um, there's a place uh, in Austin, Texas called uh, Franklin uh, Barbecue. Okay, it's legendary. They, they have a two-day line there, and hmm. their brisket is legendary. And one day I was talking to the guy, and I said, ah, what's your rub? He looks at me and goes, salt. <laughs> so, so you have to understand, rubs are great, right? But... Rubs are so complex because they're full of brown sugar. Um, a little tip here, if you're going to do a rub, make sure you buy new brown sugar. Because if, the old brown, if you use old brown sugar or brown sugar that's devoid of moisture, the rest of the rub won't stick to the brown sugar and it'll cake off the ribs and you've gone nowhere. So mm. in, invest in $2 and buy new brown sugar every time you make a rub. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, we, we do. You see a lot of tricks, you know, you, you, you know, I, I know people that keep their uh, rubs in giant humidors for cigars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep it nice and moist. That's, that's but, fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, but just use basic things, salt, pepper, paprika, garlic powder, onion powder. That's it, all of them. So well, that's I, your starting point. That's your base. 
So that's easy. Right. Salt, pepper, garlic powder, and paprika. Simple rubs, and then expand to taste. I guess is the the advice right. you would give us. I, I think. And the way you test them, and the way you test them, Mike, is you know don't test it on a thirty dollar rib. You know if you have a toaster and some white bread, you toast a little bread. On the bread, you put a little bit of mustard. I mean, a little bit of mustard, a little bit of butter. Sprinkle the rub on there, and then taste that piece of bread. So you get an idea of where you're going to be with your barbecue. I love that. Test the rub in the toaster on a piece of buttered bread. Carl Ruiz, the Mad Cuban, the guy you can hear him on Sirius XM, on Roland's Food Court, and a lot of times on Opie Radio with our buddy Greg Opie Hughes. Uh, I hope you come back because I just think your 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 stuff is fantastic. And frankly, um, I, I love talking to you. But come well, back I again. Love, I love talking. Thank you very Thank much. You, sir. I really appreciate it. Have Bye. a great weekend. And if you're in the, the Northeast, Marie's Italian Specialties in Chatham, New Jersey, you can find them on uh, mariesdeli.com, mariesdeli.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call a place for mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call a place for mom at 1-800-803-6951.